And congratulations to Max Verstappen on winning the Constructors' Championship. Well, mathematically, he's not won it yet. Uh, only Red <laughs> Bull have. It. He's won it. He's won it. Um, well, you never know. Uh, Mercedes <laughs> could come back. But uh, but yes, welcome to this week's episode of the 107 Podcast. Actually coming to you on a race day, which is... yeah. So makes a change, right? The 6 a.m. starts, mate. You get the yeah. 6 a.m. starts and you get to see Oscar Piastri on the podium. <laughs> we we did. Uh, unbelievable accent. Unbelievable, po- unbelievable podium. God, English yeah. has escaped me. Uh, but obviously everyone was waking up super early for this race, which was quite frankly very good no, no, very entertaining. Uh, only most people because remember you put that post up and we got a lot of angry americans yeah i know americans been like we have to do this every single race week and it's like <laughs> yeah all right we get it but we're, we're taking the piss out of the fact that you have to do it every race week and we have <laughs> to do it once so salty like, honestly also somebody was saying like oh I'd like it's at midnight this time and i'm like that sounds great like a f1 race at midnight on a yeah. saturday night like what's wrong with that also, like for those on like the West Coast, if you watch like NBA, NFL, like it's yeah. crazy times for us. Oh, I mean, well. Formula One is a global sport. The teams are mainly headquartered in the UK. That's mm-hmm. kind of where they're going to aim for, right? Yeah. And most of the countries, Middle East, Europe, UK, that's kind of the time. It lines zone. up pretty well. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like big respect to those Americans, to mm. the Australians, New Zealand, uh, Asian fan base who do this on the regular basis. Yeah, right? exactly. We're happy so, when it's like three race weeks in a row and they're like, ah, three, ah six, God eight, damn it. Starts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so going back very, very slightly. So obviously everyone was up early, but you were up particularly early, weren't you? I was indeed. I was up. I'd got, I was so stupid. I went to bed at 11 30 last night. <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> Why was that a good idea? I don't know. I was out and I just didn't pay attention oh to my what time God. I needed. And so I got up at 3.30, left the house at 4 a.m., went and picked up a friend at 5, and I got to the F1 Academy for the Suzuka watch party at 5.55, so five minutes before race time. F1 Academy Um, or F1 Arcade? F1 Arcade, sorry. (laughs) It's just such a weird name for a bar, but I understand why. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, there is an official Formula One-themed bar in St. Paul's in London, and they do... uh, watch parties where you and a bunch of other mostly hardcore fans considering it was 6am can uh get together and watch on the multiple screens the uh formula one race and it's a really really good atmosphere i would highly recommend it i did ask them when i went there earlier in the season i was like would you ever do watch parties for australia or suzuka or you know races at crazy times and they said no due to the alcohol license so they must have got that sorted because I saw someone. I don't know what country he was from. I don't know who he was supporting, but I'm going to say Oscar Piastri because this guy ordered a shot and a beer at 6 a.m. <laughs> and I've just stereotyped a bunch of Australians. and I'm really sorry, but you know, fair play to him. Honestly, but... it's it's five o'clock somewhere. If <laughs> if you want to have a beer and a shot at six in the morning, you crack on, yeah. mate. Honestly, don't, go for it. Yeah. But um, if you ever get the chance to do it, it is really good fun. The atmosphere is, it was quieter, I'd suppose, than say like a 3 p.m. or a 1 p.m. race. Oh, I I Um, wonder why. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the atmosphere is really good. And would you like to know who got the loudest claps when they did their overtakes? Hmm. There was three particular drivers that got the loudest claps. I'm going to go with... Hamilton Alonso Yuki. It was in third place. Mm. It was hold on, uh, Oscar Piastri. Okay, yeah, nice. Okay, I think a lot of Brits. A lot of Brits do really like Piastri. Yeah. So yeah. In second place, it was Charles Leclerc. Oh, because he had a really good overtake on George Russell. Russell, yes. (laughs) And in first place was Lando Norris. With an oh. overtake on George Russell. <laughs> oh, so just people just didn't like George Russell then. <laughs> so I'm trying to see, maybe is there a theme here where there's mm. like, yes, they got past George Russell. Um, yeah, and there, there was a few for uh, Lewis when he got past George Russell. <laughs> but yeah, Lando got the most claps, but I was really surprised that Oscar got quite a few as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, highly recommend it. Hopefully one day if you're down in the UK, we can do one. And uh, I might do the Vegas one, which is again a 6am start. Only because, because the thing is, if you do the one or three p.m. ones, you can get tickets, but you're standing. 
basically all the seats are right taken. sure yeah and um also with it you get unlimited uh sim time in the little sims they have there mm. so you get a chance to go and play on the sims if it's a boring race yeah but yeah um i was up at stupid o'clock and then i came back had a nap and woke up to loads of uh angry americans with some of your memes I love angering Americans with my memes. It's uh, one of my favorite things to do. Which is strange because they're some of our actually most passionate followers. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. Um, oh well. Do you know what? Yeah. If you if you can't take fun being uh, poked at you, yeah. then whatever. Yeah. Um, but um, before we dive into talking about Red Bull and the constructors and the whole race mm -hmm. um, standings, what did you think of the race itself? I thought it was great. I think it was probably about as entertaining for me personally about yeah. as entertaining as last week i okay. would argue it's probably top three races this season right okay yeah it, top it was three definitely suzuka always brings it and i think with the tire mm. degradation and i wouldn't say suzuka has the best opportunities for overtaking but it has the most it's got most so it's, a decent it's got, amount um what's the term spectacular like when you overtake a suzuka it's usually a bit of a crazy move like yeah. through 130 yeah yeah we're coming into turn one going around the outside of the inside it, it it's pretty cool even going up to spoon right we mm. saw we saw a few there well um, yeah jesus Christ. we didn't we'll see about, a few there we'll talk about that in a minute jesus <laughs> okay so but also congratulations to red bull for winning the constructors it's their sixth time yes so should we start with someone we're probably not going to talk too much about max verstappen um, had a little bit of a battle just at the start with the two McLarens, but once he got away, it, he just controlled the race. Yeah, I was so so the start of the race, I was surprised at how quickly the McLarens got off the mark. Yeah, um, especially Oscar. Oscar was right up by him, and as uh, Max was focused on Oscar, Lando mm, tried to move around the outside. Yeah, um, um, I, don't, I don't blame him. No, no, no. Uh, and I think I think that uh, it's also because they all three of them respect each other as well. So there was no racing incidents or anything like that because they're all trying to give each other the best amount of space possible. No. Probably Max is trying to give them equal amount of space because he knows that the constructors is on the line today. Uh, his driver championships on the line and stuff like that. So I felt like he probably gave Lando and um, Oscar a little bit more room as well. But also, let's be honest, he knew that they weren't like he wasn't going to be racing them well, for the win. Compared um, to um, Sergio, we'll talk a little bit about Sergio in a bit, yeah. who made some questionable moves. Max was like, look, if they get I'm, past me, yeah. they get past me, I'll, I'll probably get them in strategy or just mm, overall pace yeah, later exactly. on in the race, right? And we saw him do that. What other race did you do that at? Was it at Monza? Honestly, he did it during the British Grand Prix. Uh, yeah, the British Grand Prix, yeah, as well, where he's like, yeah, I don't need to dive it, bomb down the inside. No. I don't need to take any risks. I'll, I'll get past him eventually. And yeah. I think that shows a matured Max compared to when he first started out. So, True. yeah, he, he controlled the race from start to finish. Um, there was obviously the Ferraris that could have maybe pushed the constructors over to Qatar, but 25 points, fastest lap. Mm. He, he got it done and, and well done to him nothing else you can do and i think that ferrari did the best they could have done today in complete yeah, honesty uh, we won't I, talk I, about them fully now but they did the best they could have done today yeah, they got some I, decent results considering they're memed about strategy and mm. pit stops and everything like that they they've really taken a turn midway through the season and good for them and hopefully they can give their drivers a faster car next season and, and see what they can do fingers crossed um, but yeah, like I think I think Max absolutely dominated. He didn't put a foot wrong whatsoever. Um, he yeah, he just absolutely smashed it. Um, but I do have one question. So you know, on the podium at the end, he kissed okay. his trophy and it yeah. lit up with the colours yeah. of the Dutch flag, right? So all of the trophies, as far as I'm aware, have that feature in. So if Oscar kissed his. Technically, it should come up with the colours of the um, Australian flag. So it should be yep. obviously like a dark blue, a little bit of red, that sort of thing, right? But then I thought to myself, because nobody else kissed their trophy, I was like, can you imagine if it was programmed to only show the Dutch colours? Well, I mean... Because <laughs> it was the colours of the winning, <laughs> the see, winning Lando, flag. Lando would have got away with it, but Oscar wouldn't have. No. <laughs> But hopefully, um, I hope they put it on their social media, McLaren, of it mm, lighting up. And yeah, I hope does. so. Um, if it does, um, show the Australia, Australia. But, but the Australian flag does have the Union Jack in it. 
It does, yeah. So I just quickly Googled it. Mostly so the red, same. White, blue. Yeah, it would be yeah. mostly the same colors. Um, also, I want to see if Christian, if he were to kiss his, obviously that was the constructor's <laughs> one, whether or not that would come up in Austrian colors. So it would be red, white, red. Oh, yeah. So I just want to know. Like, I, I'm just genuinely very curious, and I'm pretty sure most other people would be pretty curious as well. So if I find that footage, I will share it on the 107 uh, Instagram and TikToks, and I'll, uh, yeah, let you guys see. I did like that idea. Just it's very cool. Trophy. It's very it's Japanese, unique. but it's very cool. But no, um, that's cool. I, I love like it. That. Yeah. Um, I think these trophies are probably one of the best all year. They're not yeah, They're not as good as the French Gorilla. The French Gorilla is... The French Gorilla elite. is elite it, that is levels yeah. above anything else it's so good i do like the monaco circuit trophy that's really cool yeah it's very classy it yeah, is very classy have, like, the circuit you won out or got a podium at mm. i think that that's pretty cool yeah um it's the same with the red bull ring ones as well like they are awesome but enough about what's in max's trophy cabinet wait, wait, wait. before before we go on <laughs> are you wearing your apple watch or samsung fitbit whatever no. nothing so you can't no. check your heart rate <laughs> No, you can't. Um, <laughs> we just see you get redder this? and redder. <laughs> Honestly, you will. I'm I'm furious. I'm genuinely furious. Um, so, would you like so to talk you, about? Yeah, who we're okay, talking I'll, about? I'll leave that to last because I know we're going to talk about it a lot. So Sergio Perez had a race to forget. Um, he had the clash with Hamilton at the start, which I think left Hamilton with a little bit of damage. Uh, yeah, he had to manage through the race. So Bono, um, Bono did get over on the radio and he did say like it's minor damage. Yeah. He got a penalty for overtaking Alonso when the safety car was out. Um, they retired the car uh, because he went through about 15 different front wings. He, they then decided, if we don't serve our second penalty, the team decided, and it was quite clever, yeah. it'll get pushed over to Qatar. So yeah. they got him out seven laps after the leader. He went out, did a lap, did a pit stop. It was about 15 laps behind. Was it 15 laps, yeah. right? And he came in and they just retired him, ended. Immediately, yeah. Yeah, considering it was Honda's home race, they could have mm. wrapped up the constructors nice and easily. Sergio didn't really do himself any favours in showing why. He, he is probably going to race there next season with Ricardo and Yuki at AlphaTauri. And he's not really pushing Max enough to cause fireworks. But... I don't even no matter how well unless he does super well like a season like Max has this season I don't see him staying past next season unfortunately and if the other teams catch up the Ferraris the Mercedes and they're pushing Red Bull for the constructors and he's not pulling his weight unfortunately I feel Red Bull will let him go uh, we talked about how Max Verstappen has kind of shown maturity and patience mm, and yeah. overtakes uh Sergio didn't do that when he dive bombed the inside of Magnussen and spun him around, damaged his car, and maybe cost Haas a chance at some points. But I'm just going to step back and let our Thank resident you, because Haas I'm fan, our resident Dave fan, unload. What an absolute disaster class from Perez. This race was very clearly one to forget. Um, but I just I don't know what on earth goes through his head because in the last three races he's had contact with um, was it was it uh, Yuki on the first lap, then had contact yeah. with uh, yeah in Singapore, then had contact with Alex as well, and only got like a slap on the wrist, didn't even get a penalty for the first one, and then you think oh, it's Japan, it's the home race, we want to secure the constructors, we need to, you know, maybe play it a bit smart here. He goes, nah, fuck that, goes straight out the window, overtakes during the safety car, big no-no, then um, uh, sort of overtakes, but then hands the places back when rejoining. I don't really have a problem with that, to, completely, to be completely honest. That's absolutely fine, because he gave the places back almost immediately. But then you go and twat Magnuson around, and then you just retire the car because, because it's your third fucking wing of the race, and then you and then you'd like go or oh, unretire the car just so I don't have to serve a grid penalty, which I know wasn't his decision, it was a team decision, it was a very clever decision. But I literally I remember when he spanned Kevin Round and I looked at my girlfriend who was also watching the race at the same time and go, I'm pissed. Who is I'm Danish? <laughs> who is also <laughs> Danish, yeah. Well, I live in Denmark as well, and you know I have a soft spot for Kevin as well. And Haas. So like it just it just rubbed me up the complete wrong way because the overtake that he was attempting, I think, and the F1 TV commentators 
um they were they they said it as well is that most cars are used to jumping out of the way as soon as a red bull comes anywhere near them because they know their race isn't with them they know that you know they're like there's no point in really putting up that much of a fight however this is kevin magnuson who doesn't typically move out of the way um plus magnuson is and always will be stupid as charles leclerc said apparently yes Um, but my point is is that I personally don't think Kevin saw that move coming whatsoever because it, Perez was so far back. It was never it the move was never on. Ever. The move was never on, and part of Perez's problem is he's not qualifying on the front row. No, he's qualifying a couple of cars ahead of him, so he's got to make those moves to get up to second. Just, it, like I said, just stupid, complete and utter stupidity from Perez the entire time he was in the car today. And yeah. like I said, it really rubbed me up the wrong way um it really really did and it pissed me off like the guy the guy can just leave i don't particularly want to talk about him again i I think he needs a season to be over just needs to Um, go home to his friends family to mexico relax reset and just come back fresh i i said to you i said this is the last straw like he's just done it again and again and again and again and again it messes up almost every single race week and i've just had enough like he can just jog on yeah, end of the day it, that that is what it is it uh, seems very eerie of uh pierre at red bull where pierre was just pushing and pushing mm. and and just would get caught in incidents and yeah things like that and crash the car because he's just really trying his hardest and he's up against max verstappen and yeah yeah um so you've gone from the lowest of lows Do you want to go to the highest of highs yes highest of highs <laughs> yeah fucking (laughs) rookie podium first time in six years we've had a rookie podium first time in six years the first time in 10 years that a rookie has led a formula one race and that my friends is oscar piastri oh what a drive Um, sorry my mind's gone blank who was the last rookie to get on the podium so it was stroll in 2017 that was the last rookie on the podium i I had a feeling it was stroll yeah yeah azerbaijan or something like that it must have been i think it was azerbaijan yes because it was in the williams right uh yeah i think it was the williams because valtteri bottas was also on the podium yep yep that was it so cool yes so absolutely unreal first rookie podium in years uh he smashed it. He's absolutely smashed it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's very clear to see that, especially when Lando was asking for the team orders, it's very clear to see that Oscar is still nowhere near the level of Lando. Essentially, he might pull it out of the bag every now and again, but Lando is still, at the very least in race pace, still very yeah. far ahead of Oscar. However, that's not to say that Oscar is no good or anything like that. Oscar is still absolutely phenomenal. But Lando is just a little bit ahead of him. Um, and Lando had an absolutely fantastic race, obviously finishing P2. For McLaren, they were the highest scoring team. Um, they didn't really put a foot wrong whatsoever. I looked up the statistics as well. And in the first race where both cars finishes, so that finished, this was uh, this season in Saudi Arabia, uh, Norris was 86.4 seconds behind and Piastri was 85 seconds behind um the winner of that race which was perez so to then go to this race where they were only 19 seconds and 36 seconds behind look at the difference that they've managed to make up while their developments have all come through but also trying to stay up with red bull's developments as well we both know that they have a new floor this weekend too or had a new floor that increased their top speed but it just goes to show like how far that McLaren team have come in the space of like what three, four months since they since they brought in these upgrades. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um so if you're a McLaren fan right now, you you you're on top of the world because the the boys are smashing it. They're doing such a such a good good job. But they would be winning winning races were it not for Adrian Newey and the absolute monster that is Max Verstappen, essentially. Uh, yes. There's no beat in Max, really, unless it's Singapore. Um, but yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So if you're a McLaren fan right now, you should 100% be happy with with the results and the stuff that which is happening with the team at the moment. Um, and it gives me, at least, as a McLaren fan, with my papaya-tinted glasses, uh, it gives me uh such a positive outlook for next year even though typically mclaren don't start the season off particularly well uh in the last few years anyway 
fingers crossed because of how far they are so far that that will continue and hopefully go through onto next season as well so let's see hopefully more podiums and maybe even some wins on the way but yeah like i said with uh with mclaren uh oscar obviously um out qualified um oscar as well they had a great race um, oscar qualified oscar yeah uh sorry oscar out qualified lando um but then obviously Lando got the got the position um and rightly so asked some team orders to let lando uh go and uh make a little bit more of a gap or try and hunt down verstappen even though let's be honest we knew it was never going to happen but yeah unbelievable absolutely unbelievable couldn't ask any more of mclaren let's be honest no the, i mean the only thing i would add is oscar does have the quality pace yeah. Um, but he does obviously show his inexperience in the race where maybe he takes too much energy out the tyres potentially uh, yeah. early on and that affects his race pace. But that's just going to come with time and experience and races. So he's, he's a rookie. He's a yeah, rookie. He is absolutely smashing it. And every day that decision not to race for Alpine looks better and better and better, better and even and better. better. And then also, we, we didn't really discuss it that much, but obviously Oscar's signed a uh, contract extension. So very yeah. clearly he well, believes in the it. team as well. Deserves yeah. the extension. Well, I would, um, from where that car has started to where it is now, Clarence mm. are on the right path. And um, I, I realized, I don't know where I saw this, uh, but they're not even using their own wind tunnel yet. So... Oh, they're still not using their own wind they're tunnel. Not using their own wind tunnel. Oh, imagine. Do you reckon they're probably using the wind tunnel for next year's car? That's probably what they're doing. Because they said that the wind tunnel was online. But there's not going to be too many changes for next year's car. I don't so, know. I'm just asking the question. I don't know. I don't know but that's yeah. That's what I heard. So fair play. To yeah. Them. And if you if you are a McLaren fan and you're listening to this before for like monday afternoon if you're very lucky uh mclaren are doing 60 percent off fan wear and stuff like that so if you want to snag yourself a deal go for it in celebration <laughs> of the double podium and i definitely haven't spent some money today I uh, do you know what today. i wish i was doing the walk at mclaren park or driving i'd like to see what color the sign is if it's still orange oh, i imagine it is yeah. i imagine it's still orange <laughs> well no it goes back to white i think the on a monday um so i wonder if it's lit up orange yeah i just meant I'm, i imagine it's still orange now as yeah. of recording at 4 30 ish your uh, uk time so, so yeah um, next team ferrari 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 p4 for charles p6 yep. carlos yeah pretty solid race from both of them um some good over to good battles with the mercedes and yeah really not much to say there was Maybe a chance for an undercut with Carlos. They decided mm. to go against it. Um, but yeah, look, I think that was the best they could do. The McLarens are quick. The Mercedes uh, were quick. Um, decent pit. I think Charles Leclerc had the quickest pit stop of the race as well. So yeah, not really much to touch on. They're just they're doing what they can, the best they can, bringing a solid haul of points. And if we have a look at the Constructors' Championship, they yeah. are now third with 285, so they're only 20 points off Mercedes. True. So that's going to be a good battle for second in the Constructors' Championship. Yeah. Um, one thing is, uh, I do wonder at what point McLaren, presuming that things carry on as per usual, I do wonder at what point McLaren catch Aston Martin. So, uh, the currently, Aston Martin are on 221 yep. and McLaren on 172. Yep. But with the way... Aston are going with car development, with driver performances. Mm. I would not be surprised if McLaren make that up and manage. If you look at the tracks, bar Vegas, they're, they're tracks that should suit McLaren with fast corners. Mm. Especially um, Qatar. Qatar really suits McLaren. Yeah. So, yeah, i probably expect them to take P4. I think P3 is, is a bit, because it's over 100 points. Yeah, P3's gone, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. But I, yeah, I could see them taking P4 in the championship. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, nothing really much to touch on with uh, Ferrari. Um, anything from your end? I think. Sorry, I was just enjoying some tea. Um, I think for me, Ferrari. Like I said, I, I mentioned it briefly earlier. Ferrari ran a fantastic race. Didn't really put a foot wrong. You could argue yeah. that the undercut that they attempted or didn't attempt or whatever could have played out slightly differently. Um, but to be completely honest, they, I think they did pretty well. Like I, I 
they didn't really put a foot wrong. They let's be honest, they probably weren't going to catch uh, the McLarens. Never really looked like they were. Um, they battled Mercedes and they came out on top in terms of points. So yeah, they had a decent enough weekend. Yeah, cool. Um, let's talk about Mercedes. Uh, P five for Lewis. Mm. Uh, P seven for George. Quite an eventful race for them. Yeah, um, speaking of drinking tea, we had some tea on track, didn't we? Jesus yeah, Christ. Some clashes, some overtakes, um, back and forth towards the end of the race when Hamilton was a quicker car and science was coming up and like, when do we invert? Do we invert? Do mm. we keep the DRS? I think they left that a little bit longer than they should have and should have just let um, Hamilton through a little bit earlier. And So I... Personally, I feel as though Mercedes didn't do that correctly. No, I, I agree because George kind of wore out his tires a little bit um, defending from Lewis, which allowed Carlos to come up. Uh, but well, also, moment, they switched positions, um, and realistically, the way that they should have done it was that Russell had uh, he had um, younger tires. So, uh, older tyres, sorry. So yeah, 10 laps uh, older than Lewis. Yeah, exactly. So, what they should have done is they should have essentially like done exactly what Carlos did in the previous week, which he joked about as well. They're doing, they're using my trick of like giving each other DRS to try and keep the cars behind. So, that essentially, also, if you then try to overtake, you've got to overtake two Mercedes for it to possibly work. Um, and I felt as though the team orders actually just let the Ferrari like through quicker. Um, especially because they had quite a bit of a gap through to Aston Martin. I think they could have potentially like given each other DRS, maybe even backed up signs a little bit more. Um, and I just think they played it wrong, personally. Yeah, it's yeah, they could have, but yeah, they, they played it wrong and Yeah. But also yeah. Uh, Russell and Hamilton were fighting each other on track as well. Like I think Russell came. That was good. Those. I enjoyed that. It was it was enjoyable. It was a little bit reminiscent of um Monza where the two Ferraris were battling as well. Um, and so it was very entertaining, but it was a bit unnecessary for me, personally. It was a bit like, you guys, like, surely you're not fighting... Are you, are you fighting the people in front of you, or are you fighting each other? Which is, ironically, what George said on the radio. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, it just didn't quite make sense to me. Uh, and we all know what happens when Mercedes drivers battle each other. It usually ends in tears. So it was just a bit... I don't know. It felt risky to me, whereas watching Ferrari battle each other at Monza, that didn't feel risky. That felt fun. Whereas well, this felt the, risky, but I don't know. The instruction to swap the cars came from Toto. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine Toto just there resting, his knees probably all bandaged up. He's, on, he's in pain and yeah. he's watching his two drivers potentially could crash. Get some other phone now. <laughs> yeah. But I can imagine him literally just like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, not even watching. Yeah. Um, He's yeah. like, where are some headphones I can break? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, next up is Aston Martin. P8 mm. for Fernando. Um, and unfortunately, Lance had damage to the rear of the car, so he was uh, retired. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about Lance first. We'll get the bad news out of the way. Um, so I... I think that, you know, with uh, Stroll qualifying P17, points were pretty much out of the question for him. So He, he did look I racy don't... at the start. You know, he, he was battling out with the Alpha Tauris, trying, trying to push up. So I know there's been a lot said about his mindset and where, you know, does he care anymore I and think... stuff like that. But I, I would say at the start of the race, he, he really was trying to, trying to go for it and see where he could go. I think when you say he was racing with the Alpha Tauris, I think that yeah, says a lot about where, it, where you are on the grid and where you're battling and where you're trying to make battles. That's that's not a good sign. Um, really. I know, but that, that's where he is, um, and yeah, at least he tried. I, I'll give him that. And yeah, he yeah, unlucky. he did try. Um, but but I think that um, obviously it was a race to forget for him purely because of damage. He could have potentially come back and, and scored points, but I just don't think he would have um, personally. Uh, but I I think that. Alonso suffered from a little bit of what he felt as though was bad strategy from the team, right? But otherwise, his racecraft was not too bad at all. Like he did, he did yeah. well enough. 
I mean, that that's what you're going to get Fernando with mm. Fernando. He's going to maximize what he can. Yeah, yeah, he felt that the team pitted him a little bit early and then they pitted him again for fresh hearts. And he managed to make up a few positions. Obviously, him and Esteban had a bit of a battle. He couldn't get past him. And mm. that was just basically pushing him back. And the Ferraris and the Mercedes would have got him, but it just made it easier. But uh, I, this does not bode well for Aston Martin, right? Because no, if not you see really. what McLaren, they're like the reverse McLaren. They're slowly going backwards. And, <laughs> right. And, you know, we all know what Papastrol wants. And I don't, I, it'll be interesting to know what it is. Are the upgrades not working? Is it not mm. correlating? Is it the sim data? Because they started off well and they're going backwards. And ideally, they want to be where McLaren are and then use a... Well, they were to, where McLaren are. Use the brake to uh, continue to upgrade the car, yeah. improve the car, and be continually batting for podium positions. So, mm. yeah, and I don't see any... I don't see where Fernando could get another podium. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in P4 in the championship. So. Yeah, obviously we discussed the constructors a little bit earlier, and like it wouldn't surprise me uh, if McLaren managed to take P4. Um, yeah. If they keep going the way they're going and the upgrades yeah. are working, it's just um... there's not a lot you can do really. I think that it's it's a bit of a shame to be completely honest, um, yeah. but let's let's be frank if they had capitalized and made use of having a very solid second driver for the first half of the season they wouldn't be in this mess uh well that's nepotism <laughs> that, that's yeah it. yeah that's that's nepotism it's, it's just a real shame that's that's what it is it's just a real shame um yeah like if you look at the if you look at the points difference um so if you were to go to drivers and you would look at, uh, yeah, if you look at the points difference between Alonso, 174, Stroll, 47. Mm-hmm. So it's a I mean, we say, that, we say this every podcast. It's like a broken record. It's nothing. Yeah, I know. But it's it. it's just, it's not, it's not great. Even if Stroll were to have half the points yeah. of Alonso, so 85-ish, 50, 85-ish, yeah. call it 85 because I can't do maths. Uh, if they were to have 85 points and then Stroll would say, that would almost double his points tally. So he were to have another 35, 38 points. If you then go to the constructors and look at Aston Martins, if they were to have another 38 points, yeah. they would only be 15-ish behind Ferrari. So it's it's a big difference, isn't it? And that's not even asking the world from a second driver, personally. Um, but, I mean, maybe that's their plan. Maybe their plan is to go further down so that they can, I don't know, have more wind tunnel time. I doubt it, but, you know. Um, who knows? Who, who knows? Yeah, but the offset of wind tunnel time is money right? that's the thing money. yeah it's there's a lot of money uh, and i'm sure the consortium and papa stroll are like okay it's okay we're bringing our money in but if you can bring it's money a business in it's a business yeah. at the end of the day um, yeah. and they will they will want to have more money coming in than money going out as far as they're concerned so we'll have to wait and see but anyway should we move on to uh the next team yep p9 and p10 were alpine a uh, little bit of drama with Alpine at the end. Do you know about that? Tell me. Tell me what happened. Uh, so basically, uh, Pierre was the faster car and was told to get past Esteban. So Esteban let him pass so he could go and attack and see if he can gain some more positions. Mm. And all Pierre was told is Esteban was going to let you pass. And then at the last, towards the end of the race, they said, let Esteban, you didn't manage to get to P8, P7, let Esteban back through. And Pierre was fucking fuming. I think he like gave the finger to the team because it's like, why didn't you tell me that before? Now, you know, it was just miscommunication. Didn't at see the that at all, level. no. Yeah, so he let him through at the last corner and um, he was fuming, absolutely angry. It's like, why didn't you tell me you were going to give the position back kind of thing? So, yeah, Alpine, even when there's like, right, we're ninth to 10th, managed to get points, still somehow managed to uh, what, create some drama. That- from the outside looking in, I haven't seen the incident, so I can't really say that much. But the team, I, still, the team still get the same amount of points, right? Yeah, but it's different for the drivers, isn't it? It's one point. 
It doesn't matter. It, I think it's more like the principle. It's the like, pride. It's the principle of it. I do. I yeah. do understand that. But like, it's one point. Like, I don't think it would have been that yeah. much, especially because right. I'm just looking at it now. Uh, Gasly is ahead with 46 points, and Ocon is just behind with 38 points. They're 11th and 12th in the so every, uh, every point counts. Mate. So uh, yeah, there is that. Um, and but then again, if Gasly, um, Gasly is only one point behind Stroll. Yeah. So. So. And the reason Gasly was so annoyed because he's like, "Look, I would have been faster anyway. I would have overtaken him." So. Yeah. 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 yeah it's not. Uh, it's not great, is it? Um, no. To be completely honest, but there we go. Okay. Um, P11, P12, AlphaTauri. Liam and Yuki. Yeah, I'm gutted. I'm gutted. That... Yuki was in a point scoring position, but mm. ah, so unfair. Yeah, but um... I mean, look, P12 at your home race. If I'm Yuki, I'm like, yes, I finished the race. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I think yeah. I think any result is better than uh, is better than a DNF yeah. for him. Finish the race. I mean, um... he got into uh, the top ten as well. So to only go yeah. back a couple of positions, really happy for him. And Liam's just showing why he deserves a Formula One race seat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you look at Liam Lawson and then uh, the next team that we... No, not even the next team. The last team we'll talk about when you look at the situation down at Williams. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, it's not it's not looking good, is it? I mean, yeah. Um, Haas, we've already covered. They were P14 and P15. Um, Alfa Romeo's, unfortunately, Valtteri. We'll talk about it more with Williams, but Valtteri yeah. was just basically just, dodge what do you call them dodgems bumper card yeah, by bumper Logan cars, yeah. Uh, just to touch a little bit on Haas because I do want to spend a teeny tiny bit of time you want to talk about Haas no I, really <laughs> leave me alone okay there's a special special place in my heart for Haas uh, and you know why um, but for me I, I felt like Haas did as, as well as they could do uh, and they're just waiting for the upgrades which are due to come in Austin so we'll see how well those upgrades, uh, how well those upgrades perform. And the, all the upgrades need to do is just make sure they don't eat through their tires. Pretty much, yeah. Hopefully, they found a solution to that. I, I cross my fingers that they have found some sort of solution, um, because also because they work so closely with Ferrari, and Ferrari seem to be looking towards like you know their their tires don't completely burn yeah. up within three laps. So hopefully there's been a little bit of communication there and hopefully they've worked out something. Um, because although it's the perfect quality car, <laughs> they, they need to improve their race pace. Um, so Or the perfect sprint race car, anyway. Um, so hopefully yeah, those upgrades work pretty well. Uh, at Qatar, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, there is, yes. So maybe that's why they're waiting for their upgrades to come after. <laughs> yeah that's why uh, they've waited until kota it's because they want to keep their sprint race car pristine for this sprint race um yeah no i uh yeah i think they did as well as they could um and obviously magnuson got twatted by perez so yeah there's not really a lot you could have asked him to do no yeah so yeah. um yeah williams? and then uh williams so unfortunately alex was caught up through no fault of his own um with an incident yeah. at the start and yeah i think well, from what I can tell, just damaged the car and yeah. they just couldn't finish the race. Really feel for him. Logan is, again, kind of showing why he should not be in Formula One. And yeah, but I don't know what he was doing. With, well, I do know what he was doing. Had a massive lockup, knocked out battery, and mm. it was just a bad clumsy. race for him. Very clumsy. Clumsy, yeah. Um, and I mean, if you look at what the other rookies are doing, Liam yeah. Lawson, Piastri. Oscar Piastri, it's not really putting Logan in a good light. And considering no. how Williams are, it, he's like a reverse pay driver, right? Because they're paying millions to, yeah. to repair that car every time he damages it. So. so a bit of a critique, right, is that, and I fully understand that there has to be, if there's multiple rookies, there has to be a best rookie of the season and the worst rookie of the season. Um, but so far, Logan Sargent, from when he came in, he and we said this before he hasn't had a particular moment where we've gone wow how's he pulled that off in a williams how on earth has he done that and we haven't really seen him improve throughout the season which is really disappointing um i mean you know maybe he'll pull something out of the bag but i feel as though he's had a complete disaster of a weekend um maybe not as quite as bad as perez 
but it's not great. Like you've binned it in quali, um, and then you've been given a template grid penalty because the mechanics have essentially used a third car, which is again what we discussed earlier as well. Uh, earlier last episode, episode before about having a third car, and F1 teams used to have a third car, and blah 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 blah. But they got a template grid penalty, which doesn't really matter when you're at the back anyway. Um, but still, having a grid penalty is bad um and not the best start and then to take out bottas and then retire it's just not a race weekend to remember is it yeah he's not showing improvement that's the problem no. we can, if it was at the first few races of the season we can understand but we're getting towards the business end of the season it's coming to a close and it's still making these mistakes let's let's potentially look so obviously the previous comparison that i did was i compared alonso to Mm -hmm. stroll now if you were to compare alex to logan even if alex were to have um half the points of uh even if logan was to have half the points of alex then williams would have 30 and a half points 31 and a half points um because obviously uh alex has scored 21 so far this season which although wouldn't push them up towards alpine in the constructors it's it would essentially confirm that seventh spot especially for a team which has usually finished 10th or 9th in the last few seasons it's super super important when those points come and if Haas have got upgrades coming they're only nine points behind so who's to say that that gap couldn't suddenly close and then that's millions of dollars that they've lost in in constructor um points as well and also like alfa romeo are only on 10 so they're only 11 points behind uh williams as well so it just it would have solidified their p7 and the constructors a little bit earlier so i feel as though especially if they're overtaken in the constructors and they finish eighth or maybe even ninth because Haas and alfa romeo you know for some like start scoring points then logan's gone regardless um but i think that especially with like liam lawson on the on the the field i almost said uh on the grid as well like it just goes to show that he's only had a a couple of races and he's already pulled out of the bag and you know that car is capable of scoring points and you haven't yeah no yeah. no i agree i agree at least if they could see improvement like he yeah. might not be scoring points but at least he's improving yeah he's close to alex in times and and closer up the grid yeah but he unfortunately he's not he's making rookie mistakes which yeah he's a rookie but he's making them where he shouldn't be making them unfortunately true um, and I will, I will give him the benefit of the doubt for the for the incident in Zandvoort because that was not his fault. That was a technical fault. So yeah, I, 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 I think I anyone, yeah, no one. I don't think anyone said anything. No, so. but he he was doing pretty well and could have potentially scored points that race, and he didn't. Yeah. So you know, who knows? He's the it, technically he's the only rookie not to score points this season. So. <laughs> uh yeah and like i said when you've when you've got a counterpart in oscar piastri who admittedly was much more um dominant in previous series uh scoring podiums it's just it just doesn't look good does it it doesn't but um i mean yeah maybe he could do better at mexico and vegas which suit the mm. williams so we shall see but yeah um i love the japanese grand prix solid race what solid track. racing what a track Good action all around. Super happy for Oscar to be on the podium. And yeah, looking forward to uh, Qatar. Yes, Qatar should be really awesome. Uh, yeah. Obviously not a typical Formula 1 track. But, nope. I mean, last season it was interesting enough. Like, it was, but wasn't it at the start last season? Yeah, it was interesting enough at the start. Yeah. And then Ferrari also, were kind of offering a bit of a battle. Alonso was quite tasty, that race yeah. from what I remember. I don't, um, I don't think the Aston's got it, unfortunately. It does, yeah, no. But uh, Look, looking at the track, I think we're going to look at another McLaren. McLaren's up there as well. Yeah, um, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it on the next podcast. But yeah, uh, exactly. And, obviously and the, Sprint Race is back. So the Sprint Race is back, um, which is good. And uh, again, I will just say, please check your timings for next weekend's race as well. Um, I pr- I'm pretty sure that normal service has resumed. It will be a normal time for most uh, Europeans. For, for us, it's uh, evening time. So the ah. Sprint shootout is two o'clock for me. Um, 
and then 6.30 for the sprint itself and the race is at 6. Yeah, so nice. But we're a couple of weeks away, so we've got a bit of time yeah. to set your Yeah, and it's evening time, 6 o'clock. It's yeah, like, uh, that's like a normal time. Uh, not, uh, not, a, not a random time at all. Um, yeah. That day, we definitely won't be recording the podcast on the same day as the, as no, the race no, finishes. No. Um, but is there anything else you, you want to talk about uh, during the race? Uh, any moments potentially in quali? Um, because there's one more final topic which I'd like to round out the podcast with. Uh, no. Um, uh, you know what? I will say uh, helmets were cool. Alonso and Hamilton. Oh, yeah. That wasn't really, what I was going to really bring cool. up. But the, some of the special helmets this, this week were I like, amazing. I like that chrome. My, the chrome Hamilton helmet was my favorite. Yeah, I felt like it was a little bit like underwhelming because in the Instagram photos and stuff like that, it had the front lit up, which has obviously been photoshopped on. And I felt like that's, that's cool. what made it really cool, not the actual yeah. helmet itself, personally. So I thought I, it was cool, I, I liked but not as cool. cool. Alonso's, for me, best helmet of the season. Really? Easily. Easily the best helmet of the season. It's classy. It's cool. It's very him. Helmet of the season. We'll, we'll uh, do our end of season like uh, awards. We should do a little award show, and we can do. It would be really funny as well if we actually sent to the factory like a little like a little certificate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can send each of the Formula One teams like the awards that they win. We'll just send them little certificates yeah. that like very clearly have been like hand drawn and stuff like that. Uh, I'd be really to see that little like bit of paper like yeah. up on the trophy cabinet in the Red Bull when we give them give them some sort of award make it um, as bad as possible use word art yeah exactly <laughs> word art i'm talking like misspelled words and then instead of exporting the image we just take a screenshot so it's got like you know the little like red underlines where you misspell words it's still got that on it too um uh, i yeah. do you know what you should do is design it really well in photoshop and then take a picture of your phone <laughs> oh yeah perfect yeah or what even better i take a picture of a picture on my phone because <laughs> <laughs> I got two phones, so I could just line them up. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I we should definitely do that. We should definitely plan like an end of seasons, like awards. Yeah, that'd be good. And we'll, just, we'll just give awards to like the most random stuff we could possibly do. Um, yeah. yeah, like most comical, like pit stop or like something they stupid did that. like that. When the BBC had the rights to Formula One, they did mm. do some like fun awards nice uh, yeah they do that overtake of the season and, stuff, yeah. and then they had some more like like best radio of the season mm. and stuff. oh yeah we need to do stuff like that absolutely yeah. um, so, um yeah you had one last thing before you wrap yes, up i actually thought of t- uh, two things now um because of course i have um and i've forgotten one of them uh, <laughs> i have that there's like i definitely want to talk about this and yeah. then once Jacob's finished i'm like shit i've oh, forgotten what was what it I again oh god i've forgotten the thing yeah no I, I know what you mean uh but the the topic i definitely wanted to bring up was just uh it was awesome seeing every single driver support seb this weekend oh yeah uh, that was nice very heartwarming i absolutely love it if you don't know seb was also seb was stood there during the race at turn two um he was watching the race from turn two watching all the cars go by from the b hotel (laughs) stood next to his b hotels um so if you notice that turn two the curbs were painted black and yellow in the colors of you guessed it bees um but every single one of the drivers came down and helped paint and design and also a lot of the team principals team principals came as well uh to to help design all of the all of the little b hotels as well it was just very heartwarming very lovely yeah, it's very nice um, and, bees and are amazing quote, yeah yeah well yeah like bees are like one of the most important animals in the Ab- world absolutely I don't think people Luke, understand yeah. Um, um so it was it was absolutely amazing fuck to see. wasps yeah <laughs> yeah i'll fuck wasps honestly if you're a wasp you're an op <laughs> um but yeah no the the b hotel is absolutely brilliant um and uh yeah Seb, Seb just becomes even more wholesome by the minute especially with his quote saying it hurts i didn't know it would hurt this much watching yeah. these cars go past so uh yeah, who knows? Maybe he uh, he will have conversations in the background off off the back <laughs> of this race. I I doubt it. Maybe one or two. Maybe coming as a test driver or whatever, or like a like a senior role, maybe in the Red Bull setup. But I would love to see him back in and around the world of Formula One. But I don't see it happening for a couple. Taking of years. over from Christian Horner. <laughs> who knows? Honestly, I was maybe even thinking taking over from Helmut. 
Oh, well, yeah, that's true. That would also make a lot of sense as well. And um, probably uh, Red Bull must think, oh, that's one less headache. Yeah, true. Yeah, that is one less headache. <laughs> or potentially even he comes in as team principal of um, Alpha Tauri Boss slash Adidas Racing or whatever it is that they're going to title or yeah, rebrand the team as. Um <laughs> Uh, next season but that is a conversation topic for another episode i think that about wraps it up because i've forgotten my other topic of conversation well the, the only one i can i can just say to you is um sergio perez actually scored points yeah he got four penalty points for his oh okay good it. right i was gonna <laughs> say how on earth did he no yeah. there's no way what yeah, yeah four penalty points um, um yeah, yeah leclerc got the fastest pit stop uh which is good yep and science was the second fastest so nice. ferrari Wait, picked we, it we up. have to do this because we always shit on ferrari so when they do good stuff we gotta we gotta praise them we gotta praise them i have a soft soft spot for ferrari and i would like and i do like to see them win so uh yeah hats off to <laughs> ferrari like, for I sorting do. out sorting out so, their stuff um uh, but yeah uh two weeks to qatar i'm sure some drama will happen in the next couple of weeks that we probably yeah uh, do you think that we because essentially i think it would be best so that they don't get backlash that the contract situation for logan Sargent will be sorted before qatar and i say that because if you say that he's not having his contract extended at cota oh that's not a good idea whatsoever well no if they're going to extend it they should say it probably at one of the American Grand Prix, and mm. if they're not just leave it till the end of the season yeah yeah that's but it. could they maybe wrap it up in the next couple of weeks maybe but only if he's being replaced oh yeah and if he's being replaced and if they are keeping him for a year it, it should be after a good performance there's yeah. no point in him having japan and saying oh yeah we're keeping logan for another year yeah people are gonna be like what yeah those those engineers when he crashed in oh in no the head in the hands you ready they looked like yeah. they wanted to just the earth to swallow them up yeah um but yeah cool there we go. That was it. That's uh, that's enough from us. We've been recording now for a while. So, uh, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. We, why do we always do this? At the end, we always say, because nobody's ever going to make it to the end, or very little people. Yeah. Please be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform, <laughs> Spotify, Apple, whatever it is you want to listen to it on. And be sure to leave us a rating as well because it really does help. And uh, I mean, might as well while we're here because nobody's going to be listening at this point. Check us out on YouTube as well because <laughs> we upload. If you want to watch the videos of these podcasts, they're on yeah. YouTube for free. You don't even have to have a subscription. You don't even have to have an Apple device. <laughs> Brilliant. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, and if you like yeah. memes, follow us on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, Personal yeah, that memes. reminds me. I need to put some of the memes that I did create up on YouTube because they typically bring in subscribers, which is quite cool. Oh, so, okay, yeah. cool. But yeah, all right then. Well, that'll be it. Why, why don't you take us out? I'll let you do the outro. Okay. Um, congratulations to Max Verstappen on winning the Qatar Grand Prix and the Drivers' World Championship. <laughs> Hot take of the year. But no. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. Um, enjoy a couple of weeks off i'm sure there'll be a lot of drama and my heart goes out to those in time zones where the qatar grand prix <laughs> is going to be at stupid o'clock for you all right i feel for you i feel for you um but yeah to actually i said this uh because we got a lot of comments on one of the memes about it mm. uh i genuinely uh respect those who do this on the regular getting up at 1 a.m 3 a.m 6 a.m to to watch the sport you love that's true dedication that's a true fan. And with Formula One getting bigger in America, hopefully you'll have some more races around your time zones. But yeah, uh, enjoy your time off. And we'll speak to you soon about Qatar. Speak to you soon. We'll be back next week. Cheers, everyone. Bye.